Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Top Shelf Sports Talk. You're hanging out in the sports bar with Danger and Battaglia on the Sports Leader. 95.7 FM and AM 950. The Fan. Rochester. Uh, I think ball security for me, first and foremost, you know, that is the name of the game in this league. You look at turnover margin, nothing dictates the game more than that. Um, yeah, I, I think for like the way the game is going to flow, that's really dictated on game day. You know, you can speculate what it's going to be, but you really can't know until you get out there and see what's going on. It does make for, uh, you know, mistakes are amplified and uh, footing becomes a thing. So, you know, it potentially if it rains and stuff, we'll have to make sure that we're, we're all wearing the right stuff to uh, not set ourselves up for failure before we even get started. Buffalo Bills center Mitch Morse after practice today. Some bad weather expected on the East Coast for Sunday's NFL action. Let's get a practice report from one Bills drive. Alex Brasky, the Batavia Daily News, Bills Digest. Joining us now, the weather is, is a storyline, but today's overwhelming story is Christian Kirksey deciding to retire. Alex, welcome on in. Is that a sign that Terrell Bernard might actually be good enough to play every game for the Buffalo Bills this season, barring injury? Yeah, what's going on, guys? Thanks for having me. Certainly, I I think this points to the Bills being very confident in Terrell Bernard after two games. I think Kirksey probably saw the writing on the wall. There's probably not a quick pass to the game day roster for anybody playing behind Bernard at this point. As the early returns have been solid. He had an interception this past game, but really the pleasant surprise with him has been his ability to defending against the run. I think he's played very instinctually in that regard. His size is always going to be an issue, but he's quick to the spot and, and, and he's been physical thus far. And I, I think his capability against the run is really what's given this team confidence in him as they move forward. Yeah. It, geez, the bills uh, holding the Raiders uh, lead running back to negative yardage. Jacobs uh, uh, certainly though, I think, the thing we were all talking about after week one, what in the world is going on with Josh Allen? And none of us, uh, well, most uh, Tommy had it. AFC Offensive Player of the Week. So, Alex, how did this turnaround happen for Josh Allen so quickly from week one to week two? Yeah, I just think it was a really good game plan and really good execution of the game plan by Allen. You didn't see great execution from him. In week one against the Jets, seemed to force things a bit down the field into double coverage several times. But against the Raiders, he took what the defense gave him and didn't try to do too much. The game plan allowed him to get going early. He completed, I believe, yeah, it was his first 13 passes. That created a rhythm early on. He built on it throughout the rest of the game, spreading the ball around. Nine different receivers caught passes against the Raiders. And when he's doing that, you could just tell he's clicking on all cylinders. And also the running game stepping up and and making them a multifaceted 
unit, I think that also opened the door for the Bills to rebound and, and take some of the pressure off Allen when, when they can be multidimensional like that. The sky's the limit for him and the offense overall. Alex Brasky, the Batavia Daily News Bills Digest, joining us here in the Sports Bar. Danger and Bataglia on the fan. Another pleasant surprise from the home opener last Sunday. Spencer Brown stepping up and really yeah. just eliminating, erasing Max Crosby. It was the one player you had circled on that Raiders defense. It could be a headache for the Bills. Spencer Brown's game on Sunday, Alex. Your thoughts? Yeah, again, I have to give a lot of credit to Ken Dorsey here. and I know he's kind of been a polarizing figure throughout Bills fans and and a lot of fans are, are unsatisfied with, with him stepping in for Brian Dable and taking over that offense. But I thought his game plan overall just worked wonders for the Bills against the Raiders. They gave a lot of help to Brown against Max Crosby. Chips provided by the tight end, some help out of the backfield as well. Brown did struggle on a few plays where he was isolated on Crosby, but I think they found the recipe there against top-tier pass rushers, provide Brown with a little bit of help and if you just slow that guy down a little bit, that allows Brown to really set himself up and, and provide a solid effort like we saw against Las Vegas. And he's going to need another one this week going up against the commander's defensive front. Four, first, four, four, four former first-round picks on that defensive line, including Chase Young, who returned last week with a sack and a half against the Broncos. And during that game, Washington finished with seven sacks. So, the Bills' offensive line, it's going to be all hands on deck, and Spencer Brown, obviously, a key component in, in that group, uh, pushing forward successfully as the season goes on. Alex Brasky, Batavia Daily News. Saw you at the, the stadium on Sunday, Alex, and I and I didn't realize this. Like I'm just you know kind of waiting to go in the locker room, and one of the first guys out was actually Tredavia's wife. Flew right out of there, not talking to reporters. I'm like, oh, he's not talking to anybody anymore, which – I would think most Bills fans really don't care one way or another if uh, you know a player like Tredavious White talks to reporters or not. But I'm just curious, like, where is his head at right now? Where is his game at right now? It seemed like uh, there were a few things that the Raiders were taking advantage of, a few missed tackles. You know, Alex, is this a new norm for Tredavious White, or is it still a long road here ahead to get back to that level he was before? Yeah, I think as time goes on, I think you start to think this is what it is. And not to say what it is is necessarily terrible. I think, I think Trey White has, has fared fairly well throughout the first two games. I know PFF hasn't graded him very well, particularly in run defense. But I, I think the big play, obviously, you look at that's been made on Trey White over the first two weeks was that catch made by Garrett Wilson in the end zone in week one. But I just thought that was a heck of a play made by the receiver and Although he has given up some receptions, Sean McDermott was asked about White's ability on Wednesday, and he says he's starting to see some flashes of the old Trey White, and I think that's correct. I don't think you've seen the consistency there from White, as you saw from him during his heyday when he was uh, all-pro status. But I, I think maybe as the season goes, maybe you see some of that consistency resurface, but as time goes on and you see that, inconsistency continue to take place i think you start to think it is what it is at this point alex before we close the book on a week two win against the raiders and and continue to laser focus on the commanders on sunday this quote uh from Devonte adams raiders wide receiver uh, earlier look i wasn't uh, i don't i don't want to continue to talk too much about it but is you know is was it unnecessary completely obviously and i mean depending on how you look at it, I mean, certain players play a certain way, too. Some people, 
out of control. They fly around. They don't really have much true purpose out there. I mean, playing a half field on one side, you run over and hit somebody in the head on the other side of the field. I mean, that's the type of stuff that contributes to you not being on the field. You know, that's why you're in when you're going in the south by 25 at the end of the game, you know, and, you know, maybe maybe if that man learns how to play the game the right way, he'll see the field. But he, until then, he'll you'll have to go and live off a place like that. It's Devontae Adams dunking on Taylor Rapp after Rapp's hit to Adam's head forced him from the game. Is, is Adams justified in saying what he just said about Taylor Rapp? In, in some respect. Yes. I I don't think him labeling Rapp as a dirty player is, is necessarily justified uh, based on one play, but I think he's certainly on point by saying it was an unnecessary hit Rapp delivered a hit from across the field, one that the NFL is seemingly trying to remove from the game in recent seasons, kind of that defenseless receiver hit. And Rhett by no means is a dirty player, nor do I think it was a dirty hit. Maybe just an over-aggressive play that, like Adam said, a bit unnecessary and could lead to injury. And I don't blame Adams for, for being upset with it, but I, I don't think you label Rap as a dirty player for something like that. Rap's a physical player and I'm sure his intent was to knock the ball free, and uh, but in cer- certainly an in, in unnecessary hit delivered by the Bills. He's going to get fined for that one, right, Alex? You, you'd think so. They, I believe they flagged it, correct? Yeah. Yeah, so so I, I, I would think so. Uh, I'm not sure what day we find that out, but that, that certainly wouldn't surprise me, as I said. Un- unnecessary hit and one that the NFL is trying to legislate out of the game in recent seasons. Alex Vasky, Batavia Daily News. We look ahead to, to D.C. And a uh, little bit of a curveball here, uh, Alex. September games, you know, mid-Atlantic, you're not expecting weather, but that's kind of what we, you know, you're, I guess we're all going to be kind of looking at the forecast here today. And I guess rain we can kind of deal with as long as it's not windy here, Alex. Your thoughts on, uh, you know, what to expect here? Yeah, what are they calling it? A tropical cyclone? I heard that was Gene's nickname in high school. <laughs> It was actually but, mean, Gene, but go on. Oh, yeah. Mean Gene, but, but the yeah, tropical yeah. cyclone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully the weather stays away. What I'm seeing is the bad weather day might be Saturday. Uh, so, so hopefully weather doesn't impact things, because I think this could be uh, a quality game, uh, at least for a portion of it. The commanders have shown their ability through, through a 2-0 start. Sam Howell starting his first year under center with new offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy. They've started... I wouldn't call it hot. They've kind of had a shaky 2-0 start, but hey, you're the commanders. You'll take 2-0 no matter how it comes. The imperfect performance against the lowly Cardinals team followed by the poor first-half performance against the Broncos, but boy, did they storm back during that second half. Some adjustments made by Biennemi at halftime against the Broncos allowed Howell to really settle in and, and make some quality throws down the field into some tight covers. That touchdown throw he threw to McLaurin in the end zone. I mean, that's as nice of a throw as you'll see in the NFL all season. I, I think he has some ability, and this might be the most talented receiving core. Well, Devontae Adams, probably the most talented receiver. Garrett Wilson, also talented at that position. But when you have Dotson, you have McLaurin, and then they have the, the third guy. I think Curtis Samuel is out there in D.C. That's, that's a really talented group there. And if Howell can put it all together and the enemy sets him up like he did in the second half against the Broncos, you could see Washington competing with the Bills, but in the same vein, it kind of is a bad matchup for Washington along the offensive line. They do have some holes, and the Bills' defensive line has really been one of the most pressure-happy bunches in the league this season. So 
The Commanders do have some ability on offense, also a good running back in Brian Robinson, who's made defenders miss all season. But if Allen and the Bills' offense can put forth another performance like we saw against the Raiders, I think it could turn into a long day for the Commanders as the game goes along. Alex, uh, the Bills won't talk about uh, next week's opponent, but we sure can. And after seeing the Dolphins on Sunday night against New England, it's just a reminder of, of the quickness, the speed, uh, the, the speed at which Tua gets the ball out, the quick release. Um, boy, it feels like that's going to be an issue for the Bills here come a week from Sunday. Can we look ahead to the Dolphins here when they come back to Orchard Park a week from Sunday? Yeah, that's going to be an incredible game. Most yards per game in the league for the Dolphins. They're tied for the second most points in the league. That offense has just been incredible. They have incredible speed across the field. And the way that Tua can put the ball on a dime accurately across the middle of the field really sets his receivers up for that yards after catch ability that Hill and Waddle are so famous for. Two of the fastest players in the game. And then you have Mostert out of the backfield. He's a threat in terms of the big play as well. Uh, it's going to be tough to get to Tua. As, as you said, he gets the ball out quick. There haven't been many times where you've seen him on the ground through two games. And I, I mentioned before, the Bills' defensive line has been impactful through the first two weeks, but I'm not sure how much of an impact they're going to be permitted to have in this game with the Dolphins game planning the way that they do with that short passing game and, and quick throws from, from Tunga Vailoa. But, yeah, that, that's going to be a titanic matchup. I said it before the season, and obviously – the injury to Aaron Rodgers kind of is pointing things toward this way even even more. But I, I thought it was going to be Bill's Dolphins all along. And the Dolphins through two weeks are proving not only to be potentially the class of the AFC East, but potentially the class of the AFC as, as they performed as one of the top teams in the league thus far. Alex Brasky, Batavia Daily News. Uh, in two weeks, uh, they will have Fred Jackson returning as the legend of the game do you think we could get him a spot in the Batavia Daily News luxury suite here, Alex, or at least a better seat than uh, Takiyo Spikes got last week? Yeah, that certainly wasn't a good look. And then you saw Tim Graham tweet out that he's heard in the past from previous legends of the game that they've experienced the same situation. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see the Bills sure that up moving forward, but certainly a concern that that was ever a concern to begin with. You're hosting a, a player like that and, Quite, quite an honor to, to go out there in front of the hometown crowd before the game and get them all riled up and then to throw them in an ob- obstructed view seat, which it, it seemed like just threw them a, a folding chair there in, in front of the glass. Certainly not a good look there. Yeah, and just the cherry on top of what was a pretty bad week of PR in Buffalo last week. They kind of turned the page here, and hopefully another win uh, in our nation's capital moves things forward. Alex, I want to make sure you have plenty of time to tell our audience about where they can get more of your work, that work that, that leads up to Sunday's kickoff in D.C. Yeah, log on to the dailynewsonline.com. Uh, we provide five takes, or I provide, excuse me, five takes before the game, and then five takeaways or seven, it's, it's actually turned into seven takeaways this year. I've ramped it up a bit post-game and also a gamer during the game. So really have you covered from pre-game to post-game on game day and throughout the week we provide updates on the dailynewsonline.com as well. Also, our mid-season review at Bill's Digest coming out in November. Be sure to subscribe to Bill's Digest. You can uh, log on to X and, and find Bill's Digest there and you can find your subscription info and how you can log on and be provided some quality content seven times per season, courtesy of the guys at Bill's Digest. Alex, uh, tonight the Yankees are looking to avoid the sweep, 
to the Jays. They've dropped the first three in this series. If they lose tonight, they're back below 500. Trust me when I tell you this. This is good. This is actually good. This is the only thing that's going to get changed. You don't want everybody coming back next year. You're you're talking to one of the very few Yankee fans that I don't want any change. I, I think Boone is a quality manager. I, I think, let me rephrase. <laughs> I, I, the change that I would want to see would be Cashman being let go. And yeah. there's no way that that is going to happen. So I would like to see Boone stick around. I think he's a quality manager. I mean, you manage a team to over 100 wins a couple times. You certainly know what you're doing. And you didn't forget how to manage just because you had one bad year. I think this was just the season uh, is a product of the players not coming through. And I, I think Boone did what he could, and I'd like to see him back next year. Well, I think you might get your wish, Alex. I think I, think I might as well. Yeah. Appreciate the time, buddy. Enjoy the rest of your week, and have a great weekend. Thanks, boys. You got it. Alex Brasky, the Batavia Daily News. And uh, Bill's Digest stopping by the sports bar with some takes uh, from today's practice in Orchard Park. Yeah, and I think to go back to the beginning of the conversation – Kirksey doesn't retire if his eyes tell him, wait, I'm better than that guy. I'm better than Bernard. But he sees Bernard out there and he's like, nope, they're they're gonna stick with if this. If there's kid. no pathway yeah. to him to get off the practice squad, then he's better off just saying, you know what, I'll just retire. And it's not gonna change the idea. Look, he's on the practice squad. Any team could have signed him off of the Bills practice squad. The phone didn't ring for the first two weeks of the season. So he's he's retiring and that's good news if if you're supporting what the Bills see in Terrell Bernard. And if Bernard stays healthy and continues to play the way he's played through two weeks, all right, good. Now you've turned your third-round pick into something of value, and, and he becomes the guy that you thought you were getting last year when, when they drafted him. Of uh, the injuries today, uh, again, not practicing, Dawson Knox. Okay, that's the oh, one that... Don't worry. Yeah, Coach Sean McDermott. Hey, Quentin Morris is an option, Gino. Yeah, um, you know he's he brings a lot to our to our room uh, to our team. He's a special teams player. He plays when his number is called on on the offensive side of the ball, and um, he's a two dimensional player for us. Um, so he's he's uh, he's also done a good job. Uh, yeah. Uh, talk and uh, just tell you that uh, he plays special teams and uh, let's uh, this is my new MO that I'm just going to lull you to sleep. I'm Sean McDermott. Uh, uh, Listen Morris. to what I uh, uh, Quentin Morris is an option. Sure. Yeah, McDermott's turning. He's turning into Belichick. Ooh. He being you know, just like, oh, I'm just going to mumble get the results, my way. If we get the results, is I'm anybody going to complain? You. Nobody should complain he's, if we get the he's results. He's a terrible quote. <laughs> Um, hey, other uh, little tidbits from around the NFL. We didn't talk about this. Uh, we talked about it briefly with Andy Barron's last hour. Cam Akers is now a Minnesota Viking, uh, leaving the Rams. Basically a flip of late-round draft picks in 2026. What is the NFL becoming the NBA all of a sudden? Like, what, what is even the point of that? 2020, like basically it's like, oh, you want him here? Get off our roster. Get out of here. So Akers now reunited with Kevin O'Connell, Vikings head coach, who was the offensive coordinator in LA when Akers uh, started in LA his first two seasons. It was, uh, it's funny. I mean, Akers last season ended the season with three straight 100 yard rushing performances. It looked like he was going to be uh, set up for a rebound this season. Week one, 29 yards on 22 carries. Sean McVay had seen enough. He was inactive week two. And just like that, 
He's now a Minnesota Viking. There's one line where you look at it right now, and they, it's still up there, and you're like, hey, that can't be right. A team that really, really needs a win against Tennessee. I'm talking about Cincinnati. Cincinnati only favored by one? That's too good, good to be true. I'm gonna, well, Who's the quarterback? Exactly. Uh, Joe Burrow did not practice yeah. once again today. Yeah, that's a problem. That's a problem. Uh, the other bit of breaking news from this afternoon in the NFL. Sorry, Cowboy fans. Sorry. We don't root for injury in the sports bar. We don't want to see this happen. We like Trayvon Diggs, brother of Steph Diggs. It's a torn ACL. Suffered in practice today. Non-contact, apparently. That's that's a terrible. So he was seen on crutches, and this news happened. Funny how, like, you know, when ACL, oh, we're going to, like, you know, take a look at it. We'll have more tomorrow. You know, the Cowboys got this out there right away that it was what they feared. And so this happened in practice, and a mere couple hours later, we learned it is a torn ACL. That's it. A lot of these physical therapists, guys that, that know how to do like, they can tell. When I tore my ACL, my neighbor, Nikki Sines, mm-hmm. he's physically, I ran into him and he's like, let me check your knee out. And he could tell right away. He's like, you don't have any stability. You tore your ACL. And of course, the MRI then confirms it. So they probably knew before the MRI, like this ain't good. There's also another way, and this is a little graphic, and I think I've told this story on the air once. Uh, I am so old that I was covering, actually, for Bill's Digest way back when it was known as Shout, um, when the Bills were practicing at Fredonia. And I'm at the si- on the sideline, and the Bills are just running a simple play, and I swear it sounded like a tree crashing. Can you the hear it? snap, it, it just, oh my gosh, there was no doubt. And practice, all players instantly stopped. Oh, oh, you knew it right away. Bryson ACL couldn't get up, but the sound of an ACL snapping, it, it's horrifying. I, I still remember. Yeah, it is. I still remember the sound when I when I tore mine playing hockey. It, it yeah, it is horrifying. And it, I didn't know what it was. Until after, like, there's something wrong. There's something wrong. The pain is manageable unless you try to stabilize your knee, and then you you crumble. You just crumble mm-hmm. from the pain. Um, you have no stability. It's it's uh, a tough injury, and you hate to hear it for Trayvon Diggs and the uh, Dallas Cowboys. You'll get your win this week. Go to three and zero. That week five game against the Niners, the one that everybody should have circled. And I don't really know what's going on with my Chicago Bears the last 24 hours here. We're not sure what kind of roster gymnastics Ryan Poles is playing, but he's, he's really toying with my emotions here. Nathan Peterman was released yesterday afternoon. Now, after releasing him yesterday, they re-signed him. He's back on the active roster today, back backing up Justin Fields as number two on the, on the depth chart, a quarterback, undrafted rookie Tyson Badgen, just kind of waiting in the wings, acting as the emergency third quarterback. We're going to see Badgen some point this season for the Bears. I'm convinced of it. A Division II undrafted quarterback will be starting for the Chicago Bears before the season is over. You can maybe see it next week. I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I don't know. Like, funny thing was we had Andy Barons on from Yahoo Fancy. I'm not trying to be cheeky. I'm trying to win games. And a lot of us are pretty deep into the Chiefs on our roster. So how far do you go? Andy's like, I'll play them all. Play them all this <laughs> yeah, week. Don't hesitate. A happy hour on the way next in the sports bar. We've got a round of shots coming up and time for your calls. If you want to join us, the Good Smoke Barbecue and Pub Wingman line is 866-4-FAN-585-866-4326. Award-winning barbecue from Good Smoke Barbecue and Pub. The new location at 135 West Commercial Street in East Rochester. GoodSmokeBBQ.com. We'll recap everything from one Bill's Drive today, the injury report, and... 
uh, a familiar name, retiring. We'll get to Christian Kirksey in a little bit here in the Sports Bar on the Fan. Odyssey has sports for every fan. Keep up with your favorite teams from across the country and get the inside scoop from experts. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Odyssey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 